Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Let's have a word of prayer, Father. We're grateful unto you. We thank you so much for your word. We declare that you will glorify yourself in a very special way. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 5. In 2 Kings chapter, and they rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the outermost part of the camp of Syria, Behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their lives. And when these lepers came to the utmost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried then silver and gold and remnant and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried thence also and went and hid it. So blah, 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 blah. But um, we're talking about a twilight, not the morning light. And we are doing so because in the verse number nine, they talked about the fact that if we tarry here till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. So we know that as far as the story is concerned, thank you, the morning light was going to bring uh, some form of mischief and the twilight, which is not a very celebrated light because we don't see a lot of activity there at dawn, between dawn and morning. There isn't a lot of activity there. Offices are not open. People don't do much. People don't do well. And that, at that moment, it's not a very celebrated moment, but the Bible makes us understand that in this particular story, that was the time that God gave them great victory. But in this service, one of the things we are going to consider is, the, is to understand that you are most fruitful when you think you are most unfruitful. The season, your prophetic season of fruitfulness is the season mostly you feel you are unfruitful. Twilight. The people said, the morning, which is a predictable time, the light of the morning, or the morning light, which is a more predictable time for, even Jesus said, fruitful labor. He said, there are 12 hours in the day and 12 hours in the night. Let us work in the day because the night coming when no man can work. So that means that the night doesn't give you fruitfulness in terms of the work of your hands. It's the morning that does. And here, 
the lepers are saying that with the opportunity God has given us, even though we feel we are lepers and we are in the worst state of our lives, if we say we are waiting to get to the best state of our lives, mischief will come upon us. So let us maximize this moment even when we feel we are not in the best state of our lives. I've passed the year of marriage. I've passed the moment of giving birth. I've passed the moment of prospering. I don't know where my life is headed for. It might, this might be your twilight moment, but God is telling me to tell you that the enemy doesn't flee in the morning. The enemy also flees in the twilight moment. If you read it very carefully, you find out that this enemy fled in the twilight. And so the time that you don't feel like going is the time that the enemy is ready to run. And the reason why the enemy doesn't run or you don't go to pick what the enemy has left for you is that you have not understood the revelation about moving when you feel like you are already a failure or it's not going to work. But hey, tonight there is an anointing that is coming upon you and it's going to make you maximize your opportunity and your opportune season in this life. Now, I want us to do some little exegesis onto this scripture we just read. In verse number six, the Bible says, For the Lord, for the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots. The Lord had made the host. Now, these four lepers, look at verse five. They rose up, entered into the camp of the Syrians, and when they came to the uttermost part of the camp of the Syrians, behold, there was no man there. Why was, was there no man there? Because the Lord had done something supernatural. Last Sunday, I told you about venturing into enemy's territory. That if you are a child of God, you need to venture into enemy territory. You need to go into a territory that's an unfamiliar territory and go there with a mentality to take over and to plunder and to spoil and to take whatever belongs to you because there is nothing for you at the gate of Samaria. In the comfort territory, there is nothing for you. If you are a child of God and you want to sit in your comfort, you will see nothing miraculous in your life. These four lepers saw the miraculous power of God at work when they ventured into the enemy's territory. Question I want to ask you is, are you operating in your comfort zone? Are you operating in a zone where you are not taking risk? The walk with Jesus Christ is a risk. And faith is what neutralizes that risk. Because we know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So having faith, we know we overcome. And that is why no step is a risk for us. We need to enter and venture into enemy territory, venture, and I'm going to, I don't want to mince words in this preaching, when I say venture into enemy territory, there are things you have to do 
but they have been defined to you conservatively as enemy territory. The lady's mother is a witch. It's the reason why you have not married the lady, but the lady is born again. And witchcraft is not what is in the lady. It is Jesus that is in the lady. But you are, you are procrastinating and you are being a bit cold-footed because some prophet has told you that the mother of the lady is a witch and the mother would disturb you. Hey, if you have Jesus in you, you are going to marry the lady and you are not going to marry the mother. And so marry the lady and enter into that enemy's territory. And throughout the Bible, we have seen the presence of God with people helping them to enter into enemy's territory. First of all, the ark of God entered into the shrine of Dagon. That's the presence of God that entered into the shrine of Dagon. And when it got there, the idol Dagon fell down, broke the neck, broke the hands, and was destroyed. Now, Dagon was standing powerful until the ark of God ventured into the territory of the enemy. Listen to me. We never see the power of God at work until we enter into enemy's territory. And that's why your mind must change from the word of God. These four lepers were sitting at the gate of Samaria and the moment they stepped into the territory of the Syrians, the Bible said the Syrians heard the noise of chariots and armies that have been hired come, coming up against them. Kings of Egypt coming up against them. That is, God was waiting for the lepers to take their step for him to amplify their step with the noises that the Syrians heard. And the noise couldn't have happened until their steps were taken into enemy territory. I've told you about Dagon being placed in the shrine and the people of Israel moving from Egypt onto the promised land. All the places they passed through to get to the promised land were enemy territories. Enemy territories. Actually, God gave them the lands of people who were not happy with them. But God said, I'm combining seven nations and I'm giving it to you. And these seven nations were fighting the Israelites all the way from Egypt to the promised land. And they could not defeat the Israelites. And to today, some of them are still fighting the Israelites, but God is still giving them victory. So, listen, this life is a fight. And the fight is not fought in the comfort zone. The fight is fought in the enemy's territory. If you wait for the enemy to bring the fight to your territory, you are already in trouble. You need to go to the enemy's territory and fight right there. The best place to fight is the battlefield. If you are skillful, you need to be at the battlefield. I don't know if somebody is getting what God is telling you right now. In football, we say the best way to defend is to attack. So when you are attacking, then you, you can now secure your area because you know you are not going to be scored. And so it is very important that as a child of God, you know that your journey from being born again to where God wants to place you, it's a journey you have to move 
I mean, every step from Egypt got them closer to enemy territory, but the land God had promised them was in the enemy's territory. <laughs> Your business is going to be in the enemy's territory. Your marriage is likely to be in an enemy's territory. So when you're going to marry a man or a woman, don't just look at the fight around them. Understand that the fight around them is also an indication that there's a blessing in them. And that's how you go with that faith and you defeat everything there. And most of the time, when you have a mentality of making incursions into the enemy's territory, you go there and there isn't a lot of fight for you to fight. When they got there, the Syrians had already bolted because God had made a sound go ahead of the lepers. So the people who stay back not wanting to fight, stay in their bondage, and the bondage fights them until they die. But the ones who are willing to fight and they take the steps, they take the risk, they make the move, they take the action into the territory to fight for their business, fight for their marriage, fight for their ministry, fight for their career, fight for their children. They go into the battleground and they realize that the battle was truly the Lord's. Can you tell me the battle the Israelites fought in 2 Chronicles chapter 20? When they got there, the enemies, Mount Seir and two other enemies, they had already killed themselves. They went to just carry. But these were people who were afraid because the enemy outnumbered them. But when they God said go and they moved, they got there and realized that in the enemy territory, there was no battle. Some of you have not gone into the market because your mind is that there's juju in the market. Or some people are already in charge of the market. That's why you have not gone into the market. But when you get into the market, you see that there is so much customers there for you that nobody even wants. Or nobody has even discovered. So you need to step into that enemy's territory. Some of you are so much afraid of marriage, you don't want to marry. But when you step into marriage, you will be shocked. That this marriage is not that spiritually mysterious as you thought. It's a very nice, simple something like when you were even living as a single person. Now you have a wonderful person in the room with you. Very nice. And it looks like an enemy territory. No fight. I don't know if God is blessing somebody here right now. Right, so we have been taught that we, um, politics is an enemy territory. If you're a Christian, don't go there because they will throw death on you. Is there anybody at all who... Um, so if they throw death, why do people go there? And if it is that bad, why do people go there? So if politics is bad, but the bad people who go there make can bad people make good decisions for good people? You got to go there. Politics is powerful. You need to go there. The whole church, everybody in the church should be a politician. Because we are politicians. Like, we, every citizen is a politician. Whether you belong, you, and you don't need to belong to any party. Here or there, no. You just have to have a mind to make a choice. That you vote. And once you vote, you are a politician. Because you want to be part of the people who make the decision for the nation to move on. And so voting means that you're already a politician. So you can now begin to groom yourself into a political office. 
which is not sinful, which is not ungodly, and we need a lot of believers to go into that enemy. At the moment, the people occupying that space, majority of them don't know the Lord. And we need a lot of believers to go there. We need a, one of the things that really frustrates me is the fact that when you look at the, the oil industry, everywhere in the world, from Russia to, to Nigeria to Ghana to everywhere you know there is oil to the, the, to the Kuwait and the Saudi Arabias and the Qatars and the rest, it is the Muslims that are in charge. It's the Muslims that are in charge. And it is because we have been socialized to feel like it's an enemy territory. Everybody in the oil industry is a corrupt person. But I can tell you, not, not all Muslims are corrupt. The same way not all Christians are clean. Right? And so, but it is a place for both of us. All of us. Muslims can be there. Shintoists can be there. Hinduists can be there. Buddhists can be there. Christians must be there. Unbelievers must be there. But they are told us that it's an enemy territory. You come the filling stations in this country and you find out that 70% of them belong to um, our brothers on the other side. Count the, the tankers. That whole fuel. 85% of them will belong to um, our brothers on the other side. What are you doing? If we say we are Christians, this, that we are this, we are this, we are this, and we own nothing here, or we are not venturing into things because we are afraid. You are afraid of a malam. You are afraid of a fetish priest. You are afraid of what? What are you afraid of? You are afraid that when you buy a fuel tanker, some witch will set fire into it. Have they set fire into the one that belongs to the Muslim? You are afraid. You are afraid. The transportation business is, is, is handled, majority of them handled by people who are non-Christians because we have not been taught to enter into territories that have been defined as enemy territory because we feel there is a fight there. I'm thinking about my children, my wife, my blah, blah, blah. I don't want Christian women don't enter into things. They don't enter into things. They enter into safe areas that make them poor. Safe business, poor. Do a legitimate business, but enter into enemy territory. Where there is a stronghold. Samson said, in the strong is the meat. So if you are not ready for battles, you won't see the kind of harvest these people had. And so this day, I'm charging you that whatever is scaring you, is scared of you. I said, I watched some animal, <laughs> animal um, video two days ago, and uh, three tiny animals, but maybe dangerous, were on one side of the road, and one big dangerous animal was on another side of the road, and they were all ready to pounce, and I think all of them made a decision that the tiny ones are dangerous, and then the tiny ones also made a decision that this one is very dangerous, so they had all made a decision to run away from each other, 
And so it was like somebody was doing three, two, one. And all of them made the move to run in the opposite direction. Can you imagine? That the tiny ones were afraid of this big one. So they ran back. And not knowing the big one too they were afraid of was also afraid of them. He also ran back. The thing you are scared of eh, is scared of your face. Some people are scared and they are praying you never come to that territory. You two are running away from them. When you carry faith, you enter into territories and you take what God has given you in those territories. I don't know if God is speaking, if, if God is speaking to somebody tonight. Why must you enter into a marriage you believe God has given you that has battles around it. You must enter because when God gives you something, he fights the battles for you. When God gave the prophecy that tomorrow by this time, so, so, and so will happen, he had to find a way to drive away the enemy. So when God promises you something, he's going to fight for you. Please believe it. You are a child of God. Don't be just logical. Be spiritual. That's why two Wednesdays ago I told you that you are a spirit being. Believe it. Be spiritual. Know that you are not ordinary. The reason why you must enter into that enemy's territory is because you are not ordinary. You are a child of God. You are a covenant child of God. You don't know who you are. You are one who has been bought by the precious blood of Jesus and God will not allow you to be wasted just like that. God will not allow farming to see your end. God will not allow the leprosy to maintain its shame on your life. God will not allow you to sit here to you that he has prepared a better place for you with better provisions. God will not allow the prophecies and promises on your life to go down the drain. He wants you to make a move and he will prove himself to you that I am with you. I have always been with you. And this is the time in the twilight moment. I want to show myself strong. So don't wait till the morning light because your ways are not my ways. Neither are your thoughts my thoughts. So the time you think I will work, I usually don't work in those times. But the time you feel I'm not going to work, that is the, the likely time that you will see my glory. So every time is God's time. And if you find yourself in the twilight of your marriage, your career, your, your finances, whatever, make a move in that twilight and you will see the glory of God. What a blessing. What a blessing. Now, if we look at that verse 6, the Bible is very clear that for the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariot. Why should you make this move? Why should you make this move? Because of the God factor. Because of the God factor, refuse to sit where you are. Because of the God factor, make a move knowing that there is something called for the Lord. I mean, I'm a leper. I don't have any connections. I don't have any power. I'm making a move. Why am I making a move? For the Lord will make the host of the enemy in their own territory to hear the noise God is making. And when God is making a noise in the ears of a human being, 
It's unbearable. They have to run from that territory. So there is something about for the Lord. Kai, Malakatolaza. There's a scripture that says, For the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade. So it is important for you to understand the Lord is keeping you. The Lord is your shade and your shield at thy right hand. God is fighting for you and you're going to hold it. There is something about for the Lord. In that marriage you are entering into, there is something called for the Lord. Made, you see, God is made. Why are you talking about God? Look at that scripture. For the Lord had made the, oh, for the Lord had made the host. I can only preach the first line. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise. Had, before they made the move, God had, he had already been preparing the atmosphere to hear the noise. The Lord had, listen to me. You see, one of the unfortunate things in life is when heaven has already prepared a machinery and mechanism to displace your opposition, your enemy, and you didn't make a move. As they entered there, the Lord had, I'm sure God was begging them, please enter, please enter. It is your foot or your feet that is pressing on the play button. So when you take the step, you have just engaged play and everything in heaven will start playing against the wicked host. Why are you sitting down? Why are you sitting? Make an incursion. Just tell yourself right now, Francis, move. Beatrice, move. Hey, move now into enemy's territory. Some of you sleep and pray that you will never wake up because you are afraid. Just move. I'm telling you why. For the Lord. That is, God is working. For the Lord had made. That's God had already gone to work it out. He had already gone to. That is why you can be confident in making that move. So when you are even meeting opposition, you know that God has already gone ahead of you to make it work. So that opposition there is just there for academic purposes. Because you have already won. This thing is a fixed match. We are just playing this thing because we know that it's already been won. Jesus already won the battle. And we have gone there to enforce the victory and carry the goods away. Glory be to God. So for the Lord, tonight I want to tell you that the Lord is with you. And the Lord is working around you even though you don't see it. Now the lepers... All these account, all this account I'm giving you, I'm giving you this account from the perspective of the enemy, not from the perspective of the lepers. The lepers didn't hear the sound. They didn't see the people run. They didn't know the experiences of the Syrians. So I believe that even to the end of the matter, they didn't really appreciate what had happened to the enemy. So the Bible is writing this particular verse 6 from the perspective and the experience of the enemy. That's their experience. They heard the noise. 
So sometimes, whilst you are there complaining and, and being in a state of inertia and, and having all this analysis of paralysis and paralysis of analysis, whichever way, the enemy is already hearing something God is doing. And God is doing some things, even though you can't see it. God is already working. Go to that office and go and make that inquiry. And by, you'll be shocked that at, by the time you get there, God had already gone ahead of you to make the thing work. Propose to that lady. Sister, if that man is not talking, sit that man down and say, I see that you have been looking at me, you have been talking to me all this while. Is it that you want to marry me or you still want us to be friends? My friend, talk that and what will happen? Ask that boy, don't be in anybody's imagination. It's like, it's like this, it's not like that. Is it that you want us to be friends or you want us to be married because you like me, I like you, but it's like we have not said anything and you are not my mother's son and I'm not your father's daughter. So we can marry, but what is your point? What is your idea? Should we, are we Christian brother, Christian sister like that? Or you want us to marry? It's not like a proposal, but you just want to make an inquiry. Make, make an incursion. What is this that we are always praying? It's like we really click in prayer. Pa. Is it only in prayer we we'll click? You ask the brother. Because it's not bad for me. What do you think also? Well, you can't say this. If you can't say this, what else can you say? Enter into enemy's territory. People are lying to you that if you're a woman and you say this, you have chipping yourself. It's not true. It's not true. If a man loves something, he can ask for it. If a woman loves something, she can also ask for it. Nothing stops you from asking for it. Say, see, we ask you a beard, you're in crisis. No. Oh, and if you share any money, they say, they say, they say, they say, they say, come to our own, did he? Oh. Sorry for the Greek I'm speaking, but I'm saying that, listen, you need to make incursions. You need to be proactive. You need to engineer some things because God has already gone ahead of you. You know, so when they went there, God had already gone ahead. The miracle was already, sometimes and most of the time, what we don't see limits us. But that limitation is also a pointer to the fact that in the spirit, a lot is happening. So don't let what you don't see become your only reality. Because there is another reality there that that is even more powerful and more active than the ones you see. And the ones you don't see, Bible says that, look at this. Bible says that the wealth were not framed by things that are seen. So, Things that are not seen, they, they have more activity than even things that are seen. And so even though we don't see, look, there are angels all around. God is working mightily, powerfully, powerfully. So ride on, ride on this spiritual thing God is doing that your mind cannot contain, your eye cannot see, and make your move. Make your move. Make your move. All right, so when you make the move, spiritually, what will be happening? And that's what we are going to pray about. Let's look at it. Verse number six. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots. Noise of chariots. So one of the things we are going to pray about tonight 
is that as we venture into enemy territory, may we not walk alone. Let there be supernatural company, association, supernatural beings, sounds. First of all, let there be a supernatural sound with us. And that sound should come like the noise of chariots. Kanama Lakuda. Not only that, noise is it chariot is the horse or the mule that is driving something like a wheel. Okay, that normally royal sitting. So it, chariot is animal plus metal. Animal plus wheel. And it can make sure, if you watch um, olden days film, you see how they do like that. They're very, very powerful. Spiritually, when you are entering into enemy territory, they will hear a noise. And they will hear it in this fashion. The noise of chariots. I don't know what, who wants to come up after you, but they will hear that the wheels are coming. When a plane is about to take off, do you hear the noise it makes? When it's landing, do you hear the noise it makes? That's a kind of noise multiplied in, in, to infinity in the spirit is the kind of noise whichever enemy is in that place is going to hear. And it's going to be so unbearable to them that they have to leave that territory for you. Noise of chariots. Noise of chariots. Number two, noise of horses. Horses make one of the strangest noise in the bush. When horses are making, if you like, watch horses and zebras, they make some serious noise. And so, when God is bringing that noise, they will not only hear about chariot, they, as the wheels are making noise, the horses will be making their own noise. Everything around will be working for you. Then they heard even the noise of a great host. <laughs> now, wow. A great host. A great host is a people who cannot be numbered. They are like the sand of the seashore. And they heard. So you can imagine everybody shouting, run for your life. I'm telling you that what you are scared of is scared of you. As you make that move, all these things are backing you. Brother, don't sit there. Sitting there is like you are giving people a peace of mind. You are giving the market a peace of mind. If you bring a product, any other product that is a competitor will hear this noise. And the noise will shut them down. Yes, the noise will shut them down. Anybody who is a competitor who has a bad spirit, this host will deal with them. You see that you are in the market and angels have gone inside. Angels have gone. One of, one, recently, one of my daughters was just opening a business around the corner. And her neighbor, she succeeded in killing a lot of people who come around that area. Uh, to, to the point I told the landlord that nobody can stay here. And he told my daughter that you cannot stay. Go and ask everybody around her. Nobody does business and stays in this facility with me. I told them that go and stay there. Let's see who will die. And right now, it is very clear. It's very clear who is dying. And we didn't have to wake up at dawn to throw stone and all of you. just have to follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. The chariots, the, the horses, the host, the noise that is in this, 
in this fashion. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. They themselves would design, in fact, they will interpret what is happening. It will scare them and they will, they will run away. Let me tell you tonight, I said we are going to pray because some of you are Christians and when you move, all these things don't move with you. But tonight we are going to pray that, Father, I don't want to move into marriage without all these things moving with me. I don't know, do you understand this kind of a thing? When I go to stay in a particular house, there must be supernatural sound in that house. That any demon there will hear all these things have come with me. Just say, I'm, I'm not alone. I came with something. And tonight you are going to pray that from today, as you make a decision to move in your heart and physically, may heaven cause all these things to move with you. That's why you are going to pray that this thing we are talking about, opportunity, is not just a regular something, a natural something, a simple something. Some things must be moving with you. Something. The Lord had made the host of Syria to hear a noise. You are going to pray that, Father, as I move right now, let the boat is an anointing that makes something come upon you and make something move mightily in the name of Jesus. Supernaturally for you. People will be talking to you. They will be seeing fire coming out of your eyes. You will be saying, how are you? They will hear something that they alone will be able to interpret. You will not be able to interpret. They alone will be able to interpret. They will be hearing things. In Dokua, Tizapakutalika. Panala katoza imbakutu gulata kalea bila krakiza paradaza e telegi damando zantu kale telege. Come on, declare. I'm not alone. Mateke lebre. I come in the host of heaven with the noises of heaven, with the chariot and the horses and the host and the armies of Jehovah. Say from today. I move in the consciousness that they that are for me and with me are more than they that are against me. Badula Kanuta Labaya. Get your communion ready. We are going to pray right now. Father, as I move from this day, I pray and I activate. I activate your workings and wonders around me. Come on, open your mouth and begin to pray. I activate your workings and your wonders around me in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on now. Father, I activate as I move right now. I activate your workings. I activate your powers. I activate your miracles to move with me. Let your power, let your power, let your spirit go ahead and move and move and move. Badili Kanuasa. Todo balege zikuta kamakuta adila kakaduza pe somebody pray. 
Father, I don't want to be ordinary. I don't want to move alone. Father, as I move, I activate your workings and your power around me in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody pray. Mazala Gadoza, Maseke Tekeleze, Adula Paruaza, Kidabata. Come on, pray. Kadabahaza, Ikula Bereze, Bragila Toloza, Azeke Tekeleke Lebelekete. We pray right now. Oh, Father, we activate your presence. We activate the consciousness of your presence with us. We activate the presence of angels, the host of heaven. Come on and pray. I refuse to move as an individual. I refuse to move as a natural man. I move as a supernatural being, as a supernatural force. I move in the midst of the noises. Somebody pray. Hey, Madalodosa, let your weapons move with me. Let your power move with me. And tell you, Isaiah, Kedula Peria, Kidabo Shate, Katatata, Rabba Satalaba. Father, we pray right now in Tanuazale, in Takalabara, in Tekelebele, in Sotolobara, in Kadula Bare, in Sagida Bare, in Taga, Malakatua, Malakatia, Matakalaba. Somebody pray by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Father, we activate your presence. We activate your power. Let us not walk and move alone. We pray that we will move in the host, in the host, in the midst of the host of heaven. Come on and somebody pray. Put the next prayer point there. Father, I move in the midst of the chariot. In the midst of the noise of chariot. I pray, activate the noise of chariot. Ah, Kadabaya. Father, as I move, activate the noise of chariot. Come on and pray. The noise of chariot. Activate, Father. The noise of chariot as I move. Badula Zaya. Katani Maloza. Somebody pray. As I take my move, as I take that risk, as I take that move, let the voice, the noise of chariots, supernatural chariots, be activated in the name of Jesus. As I move, oh God, activate the noise of chariots around me in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody pray. Matala Gadaba, Adula Barege, Adula Paria, Adula Berege, Adula Baraga, Atadaba Hatandalaba, Rantala Barabandalaba, Antelebelegadebe, Asetelebelege. Somebody pray, pray, pray. Rabadu Asalaya, Atelebrege, Atala Malagaya, Azola Bradiga, Azola Bradiga, Azola Bradiga, Azola Bradiga, Azola Bradiga. Yagadaba Lagaya Shakatakata Labakapa and Talaba Kasatalabanda Labakaba Raganda Lamanda Laba Kasadia Lalalalaba Ragadaba Lagadaba 
Asola balagadaba, ashada balagadamanda, alagada la balagadaba, aragada balagadaba, asola bradigalabada, asakala balamanda laba, akida balagadaba daba, ashala balagadaba daba, akada balagadaba, adola balagadaba, adola balagadaba, adola balagadaba, adola balagadaba, asatola balagadaba, ashada balagadaba, ashadia la 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 Ashala balagada badaba, ashagada balagada ba, ashagala balagada ba, akola brada gada ba, ashagala balagada ba, alekala bandala ba, asandola brada gada ba, ashandala bandala bada, alegranda la manda, alonda la bada gada ba. Come on, somebody pray. Let the noise of chariot, kalo sabeya, aluda gada, ashada balagada, alegre de degade, ashala. Balagada, Alagada Balaba, Aloda Lagradaba, Asada Lagredebe. Father, we pray right now by the power of your spirit in the name of Jesus. We declare right now, let the move of your spirit, let the voices, the noises of chariots be unleashed, be released as I move by the power of your spirit. Adola Mande, Adola Mande, Adola. Adola Mande, Adola Mande, Adola Mande, Adola Mande, Adola Mande, Adola Mande, Arabahakatalaba. Somebody pray, Mashada Labalaba, Rabalabalabanda Laba, Adola Braniga Labaya, Azada Labranda Labaya, Adonda Labanda Labaya, Alanda Labranda Labanda, Adanda Labranda Labaya, Agadaba Lagadaya, Alo Sabah, Alo Sabah. Alo Shabbat, Akula Baraya, Akula Baraya, Akula Baraya, Akula Baraya, Akula Baraya. Somebody pray now, Father. Next prayer point. Let me hear the noise of horses. Let the noise of horses. Let them run with me. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Vawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244 877 831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.